The changing seasons can bring so many feelings to the surface, so it's more important than ever to look after you. I'm so happy to be partnering with Elemis to bring you these special episodes of the podcast, which centre on our self-care and our well-being. Elemis always seeks to empower people to care for themselves inside and out, just like we do on this podcast. So that means looking after your overall wellness from your skin to your body and mind by taking time out every day to tune into you. That could be an exercise class, a good DMC with a pal, listening to your favourite podcast, wink, wink, or just a daily cleansing moment that makes you pause and reset. I have a hectic lifestyle, to say the least, so cleansing is my moment to reset, and I love Elemis's Pro Collagen Green Fig Cleansing Balm. It combines fig, raspberry, and bergamot for a fresh, calm scent, which has been used for centuries in aromatherapy to help relieve tension and stress. And you can't argue with history, Hans. I actually love all Elemis's formulas. They're a mix of high-performance scientific ingredients and blended essential oils. So not only do you get visible results by soothing your skin and your mind, you have a moment of mindfulness too. For your mindful moment, head to Elemis.com. Oh man, I'm going to lose oh. my job on Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, this is only going to get you a contract for another five seasons. <laughs> hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. This podcast is all about empowerment and open conversations with incredible guests. So let's get straight into it. Dust off those sequins and prepare for a spin around the dance floor because today we're joined by the queen of Strictly Come Dancing, Motsi Mabusi. Before she was scoring tens across the board for being absolutely fabulous darling on Strictly, Motsi had a professional dancing career which saw her being crowned Latin Dance Champion of the World and is a judge on the German version of the show where she still lives. But her road to the glitter ball world wasn't a waltz. And today, Motsi takes us back to growing up in apartheid-era South Africa, leaving for Germany to follow her dreams with only 50 euros to her name and talks about the discrimination she faced and still faces. Motsi is not only a role model for determination and perseverance, she is pure joy. So I think you're going to love her as much as I do. And don't worry, she spills the tea on her new series too. Now let's take to the dance floor, dancing queens. Motsi, welcome to Rain, babes. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I'm chilling. I'm in my own home. So everything is good. Oh my God, stunning. I know that I kicked it off with the theme song, or the theme tune. (laughs) I had a quick question about that. Does that basically just live rent-free in your head? Like, will you be doing like the weekly shop down the frozen food aisle and be doing the cha-cha-cha, like, while going da-da-da-da-da-da-da? Because I know that I do that, so... Well, you know what? I'm surrounded with people that have it as their ring call, like when the phone rings. And I look at them every time. I'm like, please, come on, come on. So it, it just pitches up any time of the day. And I'm just like, yeah, it, it kicks something up in my brain. You know, it's like, okay, where is makeup? Where is the, oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, it's showtime, baby. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show, mainly because also this season is already doing the most. And my MVP at the moment is definitely Angela Rippon's leg. I mean, as if she got it all the way up to her head. Babe, why did you not get your 10 paddle out for that alone? Please. I need to know. I, I should have, right? I should have. I should have. I was just, I was in shock. I'm like, wow. Actually, I was shocked the whole dance because she, she just went out there and she, she blew it. I was like, this is, this is crazy. Obviously, I did say we needed a little bit more of body action, but she blew our mind. You know, that's not what we expected. And uh, it, it just, there's just some things that are legendary, that are bigger mm. than the show. This, this is a full circle. And that's, that's what it is. Because 
with Angela actually to be um really really um yeah specific when we grew up we grew up in south africa we had um no like we had teachers and they were they were doing their utmost best but what motivated us was always getting these video cassettes from overseas we'd play them until they were like you know black and white and angela ripon used to um do come dancing and and uk she used to do uk so her voice um just seeing her is so familiar and it's so, such a big part of a history of my childhood definitely so i was just seeing her i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe that i'm here she's there the leg is up and we're all like dancing it was it, it was just surreal <laughs> i love it you're literally just shot the legs up it's all go 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 have you asked her what her secrets are yet because I would want, I need to sit down with her and be like, babes, tell me everything. I haven't had a moment to speak with her, you know, and, and there comes a certain respect, you know what I mean? Because yeah. this is, this is this person. So I just, like, I saw her, I was having my hair washed and she just walked in and she was so cute. And she's like, oh, I'm sweating. And I looked at her and I felt it in my, I felt like I'm 12 again. I'm like, and so when I when I have to judge her, I just like, okay, come on, calm down now. <laughs> I mean, I know you can't really say that you've got a favorite yet, especially, but Mm-mm. who would you most like a little spin around that dance floor with out of the celebrities and also out of those professionals too? Oh, oh, I would, to be honest, to be honest, I would say Johannes. I would take Johannes. Because, you know, we are from the same country. We, there's a thing there. So it, to just to feel comfortable, I would be like, come on, Johannes, let's do that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, he would be my pick every single night of the week. Love, also. love, love him. <laughs> I love him. Okay. But also, I would have to have, like, this. I was about to say I would have a go on Nigel Harmon, which sounds really bad. But, like, he was, like, my first <laughs> He was like my first gay crush when I think I was growing up when he was on EastEnders. And when he did that yeah. Paso Doble, I was like taken back to being like a 14-year-old, like closeted gay boy being like, oh my God, this man. I was like, calm me down. You had, you, you had your Angela Rippon moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was affected. Yeah. No, he was great. He was great. He, he, you know, the thing is, even if like attraction, like even dancing attraction, it's like it's something different so even if you don't like somebody or you find them attractive in a way physically or whatever but as soon as they dance and it looks good and they look in their element there's just a nice different type of energy that comes through and then you find yourself thinking oh i wouldn't usually look at that but (laughs) that that what that's happens when when people dance well The power of dance, babes, literally. Definitely. <laughs> now, I do have a couple of behind-the-scenes Strictly questions that I need to ask you because there's so many questions that I have. And I just wondered, when you first started it, was there kind of like an inauguration Strictly ceremony? Did you have to perform like certain tasks? They were like, babes, that's not enough sequins. We need more, 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 more. <laughs> what was that? Was there an inauguration ceremony of any kind? Zero, zero, zero. I was in total shock, to be honest, because obviously I've been doing the show for 15 years in Germany. So coming to Strictly, I, I was like, oh, no, I, I kind of know what's happening. And to go there and realize like what is really happening on the show, like behind the cameras and everyone involved and the way it's set up, it's very different from Germany. So I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, I, I've, I looked for a corner uh, there. I was like, I need a corner for myself to kind of breathe because the energy is 110%. Like nobody, like nobody comes in and be like, oh, hi. It's, it's, no, everybody comes in like, <laughs> hello. And it's like that from eight o'clock until midnight. And if, if, if you don't have that hello moment, <laughs> You need to get on, on, you get, you know, because the energy, the, the, the rush, the everything happening, it's just at a high, high vibration. And then like in between the dances, what are you guys gossiping about? 
on the judging panel, are you like really chatty with each other? Or are you more like, I'm in my judge zone, I'm really serious? Or are you like, oh my God, babes, you're never going to guess what happened last week. Is it that kind of vibe? No, no, no. We, 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 what do we do? I'm always laughing with Craig because we, actually Craig and I, we laugh over each, like ourselves like when something goes wrong or that's what we do like if i wanted like last week i almost it happens every time every time i kind of calm down or something then the german comes without me thinking so i'm like and brother and then there's this german word um coming in and i get a brace brain freeze so then i kind of get over what i was saying and then I'll go to show them like, oh my gosh, you know, my voice almost did this. Or we laugh at something. Did That's what we're actually doing. Like just laughing at, at ourselves. Yeah. And have you ever had to like kick Craig basically <laughs> under the judging desk to be like, babes, rein it in. That was a bit harsh. <laughs> it's like, too, I just look at him. He gets the look. I'm like, <laughs> I just look at him because... I'm like, Craig, babe, wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but do you also kind of secretly love it? Because you're like, oh, tea. I'm like, oh, exactly. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm <laughs> like, like, did he just do it? Did he just do it? Like, and I can't, I can't even control my face. My face does expression before. I'm just like, you know? So, um, but even it's been my fifth year. And even last week, I'm like, Craig, come on, <laughs> dude, come on. <laughs> but it's Craig, it's Craig. And has there been someone or a couple where you've been like, you were slightly robbed of that glitter ball trophy, like you should have won it? Is there a couple where you wish you could have given it to them? <laughs> wow. The, well, let me put it this way, because it doesn't really matter anyway. But I came to Strictly Come Dancing and uh, to the final, where my sister was dancing with Danny Mac. Oh, sublime. That was the very first time, actually, I was uh, I was on Strictly. And they were they danced so well. Danny did a tiny, tiny little mistake in the past, or like tiny mistake, I remember telling her. Uh, but... All in all, they were brilliant. Like they were brilliant, and I was just like, "Wow, this, this it's in the bag." I was like, "It's in the bag. Let's go celebrate." And they didn't win. And obviously, as a sister, being there for the very first time, and you're thinking, "I watched the whole season." I'm like, "Oh yeah, sister," and she didn't win. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> "But you know, it, it it was for the greater good because she won twice in a row." So. Babe, she, she came it. back stronger. <laughs> and sometimes that's what it's about in life. Picking yourself up from those fails and coming back. Exactly. And showing what you can do. Exactly. And you have been showing what you can do on this show. And I mean, it's your fifth season <laughs> this year. I mean, that is, must have gone so quickly. Do you finally feel settled in now? Or do you still get like really nervous about it? <laughs> Mm, I don't get nervous at all when when I'm in the show. Like when the show starts, I get actually excited, really excited, and I'm I'm looking forward to a great evening. I get nervous the the months and weeks before the the pressure builds within me because every year you you know there's another layer of yourself that you discover and you 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 think about entertainment you think about things you want to change from last year you think about things that you you want to improve on yourself and so that kind of builds up but the minute the music goes da 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 it's gone it's all about being authentically there it's all about um you know, you have to accept yourself. I've accepted myself. Like, and with that, it, it helps me on the show to be like, I want to leave the dance floor and know that I am really genuine about what I'm doing on in that space. So that's, if I feel like I've done something that is not genuine, if I went with the flow, if I didn't um, put my opinion out there as I meant it, if I feel like I'm pretending to do something or be someone, that's when I'm unhappiest. So the work is just to really be authentic, really make myself feel, okay, Mutsi, um, 
it's good what you did. I think it becomes about that, you know, because mm-hmm. you it, 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 you can't go out there and wait for people's approval and validation and do things for people. And but I've been doing this for too long to to kind of uh, expect something from others. So it's me going in. And then after the show, I was like, was I me? Why was I authentic? If I was laughing, was it a real laugh? Was it a real cry? Was I completely moody? And when I achieve that, I, I'm the happiest. Mm. Does that help you deal with the fact that everyone has this, because everyone has an opinion? about Strictly like yeah and you'll go online yeah. straight away afterwards there'd be like a million tweets a million Instagram comments yeah has having that sense of self helped you deal with that side of the show and how much how much people have to say about it um yeah I think the first year was shocking for me like oh shock system the second year I did write you could say reverse psychology I started looking at how many positive um you know positive things are out there and then when you look at for that there's a lot like the community I just have to say also the gay community they were like mama and when you have a certain type of support when you have a certain type of support, it's just like you feel like you've got a background. And to to also add on it, I've been doing it in Germany for a while. So you've kind of built yourself up. I had that moment of building myself up. So now at actually this year for me was like, um, I'm not even going to go into the comments, you know, because you get kind of triggered. You want to see how's everybody doing house. And this year for me is just like, how am I going to go through this year and feel very authentic, be able to keep my bubble because my bubble is a good bubble. It's a vibe. It's a fun Mm. place to be. And when when I'm in a fun place to be, Every time I go back in, I want to put that fun in the show. If I get in a space of, oh my gosh, the haters are going to hate and da, 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 that's what you carry within you. And that also kind of relates and translates in, uh, in TV. So I have a balance. I have my life. I have my family. I have all of that. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep the joy that I feel. I keep it with me so that when I enter, it's on the floor. If I go with the comments and everybody else, that's what's going to be at the back of my head. And then you, you're you not completely free. Mm. And you can always rely on those gays, babe. <laughs> I love, I love, like, it's, it's not even a question. You're welcome. Come to my home. <laughs> babe, I'll get on the next flight. Yeah. I'll be over in Germany in 2.2. Don't worry. <laughs> Babes, we will go and eat worst. Eat worst. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. Side me up. And that's one of the things I love about Strictly is it's become such an amazing platform for representation. And the fact it's in everyone's homes every Saturday night and so many different people of so many different ages, so many different backgrounds watch it. And each season, it shares so many important messages from, you know, same-sex pairings to deaf dancers. And yeah. that is truly game-changing on TV. When you mm-hmm. look at the show now, what barriers would you like to see it break down next? Or what have you been proudest of seeing on the show as well? You know what? I think the barrier that I think we most definitely all have to come come over like grow over that is that stop the labels i think Mm. if we kind of say this is a normal life like every time you put somebody on a different platform every time the same couple you know same sex couple becomes gets a different platform it still doesn't make them equal then to what people see as normal so if everything that we do becomes just a normality without saying oh my gosh we've got one black person we've got a same sex we've got this the labels this is what we all really need to get over that this is life the life is not we're not breaking areas on barriers if we're suddenly including people, it shows how not inclusive we were before. And obviously, yes, we are all growing and things are changing and so on. But for me, it's like the labels. Let's just be humans. Can we be humans? 
can we have humans that and i know it sounds kind of like um you know it's like when people see say to me uh oh i don't see color i i'm not even saying that i'm just saying um we need to come to a state in our society that we don't separate human beings anymore like like it's 2023 why are we still talking about oh first time this that makes me so upset that makes me so upset when I'm like, are you proud? Are you really proud? It's 2023, 2000 years, 2000 years after Christ was born, you decided, oh, now I'm awake. Come on, people have been suffering for years and years. Mm. So yeah, let's. Let, that's my biggest wish that we as a human race just grow and i know it's difficult people don't want to grow the people are comfortable why should things change let's um yeah why should things change we used to do it i meet people somewhere like uh, and they say have you visited south africa yet or and i was like yeah and then they say yeah i visited 20 years ago it was so much better or and i'm just like but for who was it better mm. <laughs> for who you know what i mean it's it's just like yeah, I don't know how to put it in words correctly. Yeah, I think you beautifully said it. And I think that we just need to stop labeling people. And the fact that we are still celebrating, we had Sabrina Alba on the podcast recently, and she was saying she's yeah. so over being celebrated the first African woman to, you know, be um, yeah. a UN Goodwill Ambassador. Yeah. She's like, it's what does that say about yeah. our society if we're still celebrating firsts in 2023? Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. what I also really, 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 really dislike is when people are like, um, you know, yeah, she got it because she's black or whatever. It takes away from every black woman, like in my example, it takes away my experience. It takes away my quality. It takes away everything that I have been through and marched on through to be there. When you just see the label, oh, she's black. First, you know, first strictly black judge, first this, this, this. It takes away 15 years of experience as a judge. It takes away 30 years of my experience as a dancer. And maybe my experience as a dancer is not your experience, but maybe my growth coming from South Africa and going through all levels is a different kind of experience, which gives me a different side of the ball. So all these labels, like, obviously we want to we we want to celebrate somebody when they've achieved something that has uh seemed unattainable for for a while especially for different people and different you know um generations but at the end of the day uh, it's it's that's the main question how did they get there and don't forget that they are qualified and bring talent to be at that space it's not just like you're there you know mm. otherwise you wouldn't be there otherwise you wouldn't be someone otherwise you wouldn't have had other accolades maybe that people are not aware of and you have so many accolades from your time as a professional dancer and your 15 years <laughs> of experience being a tv judge so i think it's quite a nice moment to take it back to the beginning for you because you grew up in apartheid era south africa yes. and what was that experience like for you well it's you know the experience it's never nice it's it's mm. just not nice you are you're in a country where there's a systemic racism it's part of the law and uh, this is also a subject when people come to me and say but when you were like in the 80s when you were a kid it wasn't so bad but it was bad it was bad our parents were going on strikes uh, we could miss school because they've burned the streets. Mm, police could just charge into your house and, and come with these big dogs and harass you. Uh, at school, you had people who speak about religion but are being awful to black children. And you're like, where does God fit in? Like in your head, there's a lot going on. Um, you always didn't feel deserving. You didn't feel like even if you were at spaces, you didn't, you never got to that place of, oh, but I did deserve it. And you always saw the boundaries, like there was always boundaries of what and what you cannot do. Um, so it wasn't a fun place to be for a child. Uh, our parents did their utmost, really their best to kind of um, keep us in a safe bubble. 
a really safe bubble as much as they tried the reality was different so um i would say we would be one of the lucky ones in the fact that our parents did everything they could to push us forward but that being said if you're speaking about being pushed forward and being like you know excellent in school excellent in bo that comes with also its territories where it's never just like it's good to be sometimes it's just you you just don't like it's good to just be you you don't have to prove anything mm. to just be you so and being confrate like being in school and every day having to have those microaggressions because we were lucky and privileged enough to go to a private school or to go to a school because the education was better in a white school area but every day you would be facing racism in a white school area whether you're facing racism for a teacher whether you're fa uh, facing racism from pupils from from like from the bus I remember we every day to school in the bus, we were like terrorized. There was these big boys who spoke Afrikaans. This is like a Dutch that would just scream and shout and you're a little girl and, and being aggressive. And when we were hot, we opened the window, they'd slam the window like every day, every day. So yeah, that's, that's how we grew up. Ta-da! <laughs> If you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed right now, it's time to take a moment to practice self-care. I said it before, but I love Elemis's Pro Collagen Green Fig Cleansing Balm for a moment of mindfulness. So let's talk about technique. First, warm up an almond-sized amount into your hands, then deeply inhale the scent. Press your hands onto your face and massage in circular movements. And finally, remove with a warm cloth for a fresh skin and mind. You'll feel like you've been transported to a tranquil spa without even having to leave your bathroom. So head to elemis.com to treat yourself. It might make a difference that isn't just skin deep. When you look back at that, at the little girl who had to go through that, do you feel like mm -hmm. you're out here achieving thriving being so determined and doing it for her in a way mm, i'm do yeah well i don't know if i would say for her i think it be it was something like proving to yourself you're worth it yeah so in a way you're right it is for her but also for yourself because which other way are you meant to exist if your existence uh in is in a, a environment that says actually you're worth nothing so you have to prove in some sort of way you are worth something and um but our parents were really always pushing us to be excellent because they felt that that was the only way we could achieve freedom and happiness and i understand because it gave us an opportunity to to escape you know it get, mm. it opened doors that 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 motivation that push behind from them that but yeah i i i do it because I know also that um, we only live once on this planet and everybody tries to have some sort of footprint left on this planet. So that I just want to have left a trail of something saying the light, I was there, I was here. Mm. And you're definitely leaving that trail and it's amazing to see. And <laughs> do you still experience discrimination and how do you deal with it now when you come into contact with it or if you come into contact with it i still experience this it's infuriating but i always as growing up in south africa you get hardcore about these things you get really hardcore yeah which is also not really fair because some people are extremely hurt and sensitive and stuff and you've got this hard shell so so like when people are racist actually you go in the world expecting it sometimes in situations you already know what you're going to be facing which you learn to prepare yourself is it fair it's not fair 
Should I not go there? I don't think so because otherwise we won't change things. But um, I assess the situation. I assess the situation. Like um, I remember, I know when uh, every time I travel, like also in Europe, yeah, I travel up and down, and I was coming uh, from London, and there's um, passport, and there's a space where it was like the world everybody goes there and there's a space that says european german and there's this tall tall guy behind me and he's just poking his head like behind me and like after five minutes i'm like dude what's happening can you calm down what's wrong it's a line we're all and he's like but that's a european line and i'm like hello the face of europe has changed europe looks different these days so he looked at my skin and was like she's not this is not Europe. <laughs> this here is not Europe. <laughs> and you you face stuff like this. Like when I travel with my husband and we go on a plane and then he'll let through and then I come and they stop me and they say passport. I'm like, because they don't figure out we are together. And I'm like, mm. why did you ask for his passport? And why are you asking for my passport? Where's the difference? That's somebody judging you for your skin color. But I've learned to say to myself, Will this change my mood right now? Is it what it needs? And then I react accordingly. When there's spaces where it's going to be like, I'm going to let this place explode, then I will explode. When there's spaces where I'm like, I, I feel actually sorry for you. I'm just going to move on. And my vibe is too good for you and your uneducated self. <laughs> your racist person then i just pass on because you can't educate the world you can't have those soldiers you can't have that pressure you can't have that 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 life where it's all about defending yourself and you know i know where i'm living i know i know which continent i'm living so as much as i know all of that my question is is you know are you gonna let it stop you are you gonna grab a opportunities are you going to push through i came to this continent with a suitcase and maybe 50 euros in my in my wallet that's it so i could have sat there and said poor mozi you know but and everybody's different but my question to you is we know where we are we know the situation we know what we're faced with are you going to be there and let it stop you or are you going to pull through until you reach your own goal whatever it is that you want to be there's ways there must be ways and it's hard but are you gonna let it really stop you from achieving what you want to achieve and that's what i say all the time when it's decisions or when i see i see you know uh, i see spaces where i'm like oh but that person look how doors are opening for them and you're just like still pushing doors I always go back to myself, are you going to let that affect you to your real goal? Are you going to let that change your view and sulk? And there's this where I sulk and I say it's unfair and I'm with my sister on the phone and we're like, we're like, it comes all out. But then we get up and we're like, are we going to let us stop us? And th that makes a difference. Mm. And no one can kill your vibe, babes. Your vibe is... 10 I mean, out of 10. It's, <laughs> it's vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> You're so vibing, you're vibrating. <laughs> and like, I fell down an absolute rabbit hole when I was preparing for this interview and I was watching so many videos of you as a competitive dancer. And like, anyone who's listening to this right now, obviously don't run right now to do it because you want to listen to the rest of the podcast. But... <laughs> Straight afterwards, go watch these videos because, babe, you were phenomenal, darling. Oh my god, I was like, oh, I wanted to be spun around the dance hall by you. What's like, because you mentioned earlier that dance was a bit of an escape for you. What do you think yep. dancing and the joy of dance has helped you process or work through? Um. I think for every human being, the biggest, biggest and most important relationship is the relationship with yourself. Mm. So that that relationship with yourself is what's going to make every uh, relationship in your life different. 
So dancing for me is that connection to myself. It's the connection to a happy space. And when I'm dancing, when I'm moving, there's a connection from my heart to my brains, to my complete body, because it's also physical. And you're in a space of being completely authentic. Of course, we're speaking, we're not speaking like as a competitor, those moments come also as a competitor when you're really lucky. But as you're com when you're a competitor, you're doing something, you're competing. It's all about beating the next person or having a beautiful dress, it's about something. So if you manage to kind of connect to yourself and make that moment about that connection, it will help you like you I'd like start dancing and doing something. And then I, I'd really feel that something happened two weeks ago that had left a blocked energy within my body, within my soul, like somebody annoyed you or something happened that you just put in the back because you needed to kind of move on. And then you dance and then just the tears roll and you just feel you release that energy. You release, you let go. And your brain is like, it's it's the time. Let it go, girl. Let it go. So that what's happened with dancing. If I'm worried and I'm anxious and then I go to teach and while I'm teaching, I switch off for like the 30 seconds and come into that zone. And then you, you look in the sky, like in me, my studio, there's a sky. I look in the sky and I just, I'm like, God, I know you know what I'm feeling this moment and there's a connection again. So it's 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 something I always say is the cheapest therapy you can do. Um, and you know there's always space in dancing school. So if you want to have a good relationship with your body, with your soul, with harmony, with the energies within yourself, go do a dance class, really. Like just do a dance class and stick to it because if you've been shut and covered and closed up all the years it takes time to get to that space you know and it's not about beating that one or something it's a natural instinct that we all have it within our souls i believe we all have it every person has it in the source and it depends where you're you're socially growing up like if you move towards people that grow up with the sun dance and joy and music is a part of growing up like i went to mm. brazil and i was like oh my gosh it's like walking um, through south africa's doors are open windows are open music is playing people are just dancing i went to to cuba and they just in the middle of the street so all these countries uh, you can see um that it's a part of growing up and I think that we have that all within us. But I just think when we're socially growing up from somewhere where it's been looked down upon, then obviously you're not going to be able... There are other ways probably. Why do I know? But um, that that's that for me. Mm. I think you've inspired me to enroll in a dance class because, babe, my only repertoire of dance is based like a slut drop or a bump and grind. Like, oh, <laughs> that is... <laughs> that is the... Slut <laughs> <laughs> that is it it's straight to the floor back up again it's like a little grind at the back and that's it i feel like i'm, I'm gonna have to get maybe i need to unblock something and then all of a sudden i'll be doing a yeah. what do we need to unblock baby come to germany <laughs> they'll unblock it for you i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> Yeah, but I basically, you've inspired me. I'm definitely going to do it. And I think as well, it must have been when you think back to like the beginnings of your career where you left South Africa, you like self-funded to try and get into these international competitions. You arrive with like your 50 euros. Like at the beginning of that part of your career and at that part of your life, what did that time teach you about the power of having determination and having goals? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it taught me um, that, you know, when things are bad, they don't stay bad forever, you know, like, and at the same time, don't lose sight of your goal, like never lose sight of your goal. You'll have so many moments where you could give up or you have so many moments people looking at you and thinking you should stop you should give up and you believing you know believing no actually i shouldn't it's taught me that and also it taught me the power of a support system 
you know, and you don't need 12 people. You don't need a hundred people. I had one teacher in, uh, uh, in Germany that, um, she was my, my lighthouse and she believed in me through, through all of it. And even the ups and down, even like people entering that relationship, looking at our relationship and saying like, you know, oh, or being jealous or, or being bad to her, or even, even moments where we both felt, oh, maybe this relationship is going to go separate ways. Just knowing that she believed me gave me such, such a motivation and, and just like knowing that that one person believes in you. It's incredible. It's the same relationship I have with my husband now. He's just gold for me. Like he's, he's just one of the best people on the planet. And he, he, he's just, he's what I need. <laughs> And I, I'm what I, what he needs, I guess, because he's, he'll, he'll be like so shy or whatever. And I'll be like, come on, baby, I'll push him. So yeah, I'm lucky in that aspect that I found him, but yeah, it taught me, you just need one person to believe in you. Do not give up on your goals and not everything stays bad. The, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel will come eventually. And man, some of us have a longer tunnel. Some of us, the tunnel is bloody going underground through the ocean before you can see the light. But we need to go through that tunnel because damn it, it's a regret if you don't go through the tunnel. And again, you give up on yourself and that's, that's not a good feeling. And there will be light. And if you're at the end of the tunnel. Maybe what you thought you wanted is not what you got, but I, I will tell you, you will get something beautiful out of it. Mm. And you might get a husband that helps sort out your blockages or <laughs> oh, my God, my God, my friend, he's helping left, right, <laughs> up and down blocks. I I'm actually making blocks up because I just want to be helped. I'm like, oh, there's a block there. Oh, there's a block. Oh, daddy, another block, daddy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to lose oh. my job on Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, this is only going to get you a contract for another five seasons. <laughs> you know. And also, you like, you do have such an incredible sisterhood in your life. Yeah. as well, which must have empowered you so much in so many ways with OT. How do you think that sisterhood has really helped you? And is there a moment where you can think, oh my God, sisterhood really got me through that? Um, we have learned to be uh, a real sisterhood, you know, because nobody teaches you how to have relationships and we mm -hmm. all have sisters. And, 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 you know, when you have brothers and sisters they are born and your parents just expect you to love them and have relationships with them because they you're the same blood that's it it's enough but sometimes it's not enough sometimes it's it's you investing and valuing this relationship so ot and pamela and i we've learned to uh, understand we are all different individuals we need to respect each other. We need to fight as well and get over those fights. We need to be there for each other behind, you know, it doesn't matter what happens, but we're going to always be behind each other and it makes a difference. So, um, I know in the world things can go really crazy, but I, there's always space for me somewhere to come and vent and be like, Oh, and I don't have to pretend. That's what I love about being with my sisters. Like there's zero, zero space. You know, I'm just me to the, to the end of it. And it's, it's lovely to have that trust space, trust position. And, um, every time OT is excellent, it's for the sisterhood. Every time I'm excellent is for the sisterhood. Every time Pimelo is shining, doing everything that she's doing in South Africa, it's for the sisterhood because we know who's behind the sisterhood. We know who we're representing. We know wh why we're there. So it's, it's good. And we know that somebody's always rooting, going, go, 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 push. Yeah. 
when you, we talk about self-care and like going out there and self-care for you is like dance. For me, that is what self-care is. It's finding those spaces where you can go and you can just unload, let the gossip yeah. flow, let the angers flow, let everything out and just yes. be in those spaces where you can just be yeah. who you are and you're not going to be judged for yeah. going through a certain relationship problem or going through something in your life. Like that is what self-care yeah. is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And, I, you know, there's also spaces where I feel like it's great that it's a relation there because we are sisters and we know what we've been through as a family. But also there's spaces like that with friendship and that can sometimes be mm. even more important than the sisterhood. I know with my best friends, they, my best friends are in South Africa. Although I'm living 23 years in Europe, my best friends are in South Africa. And that's that's that space of, this is the safest space you can find because um, we have such a strong bond. And I'm happy that that space is there because my daughter, she's the only child. She's an only child. And I always worry, oh my God, I have this strong bond with my sisters what's what happens when we are maybe not gone or when uh, we are not there and she needs a friend or something so my friendship my my chosen sisters have shown me that they that it's so beautiful when you have also chosen sisters it's a different relationship yeah sisterhood yeah it's the best and i love what you said earlier about johannes because you kind of see each other in a different way, don't you? Knowing what you both yeah. have gone through to yeah. get to where you want to be. And when we had him on the podcast, we were talking about what it was like growing up for him in South Africa and, you know, being a gay man yeah. in, the, in that environment. I was just wondering, when you were growing up and also being part of the dance world where there are more mm -hmm. LGBTQI plus people showing yeah. up, being their most fabulous selves, was there a moment where you had a kind of awakening as an ally where you were like... I need to stand with this sisterhood. Yeah. This familyhood. You know, it's it's been a very long relationship. Like, if anybody has the interest, um, you can read my book. My first part, my first dance partner was like my sister. Obviously, in South Africa at that time, nobody knew what was happening. But he he was amazing. We had the best time ever. And I always felt safe with him. So that was my one of my first and strongest relationship I've ever had and since then it's been a part of my life when I met my husband um a few years ago like he, he said to me it's like is there any man in your life that is hetero and that was the waking like that was for me where I was like oh my gosh I I actually realized I have got nothing to do with hetero men when it I'll, it's only work or it's my husband like that's it otherwise i'm never in that surrounding i'm just surrounded by my gay friends and and always have been so i don't even know how it really is to be like you know different it's for me it's just i don't know i went to euro song um contest in liverpool babes i cried i cried i was like i said to my husband you need to come with me. Do you know you don't you don't understand to be in um in a, you know in a space where everybody is allowed to be how they mm. are. Like everybody everybody is just as and I was wearing a glitter ball dress with white sneakers and nobody gave you know it was just like and I was like to my husband I don't care you are coming with me to Sweden because you need to feel why I am always standing up, why I'm here, why, because this is, yeah, it's, it's just, you can't explain it. It's people need to start understanding them. We need to accept each other the way we are. And that's it. And just because somebody's different from the way, then, then, you know, then it's, it's on you. It's not on them. It's on you actually. If I, mm. if I say so. So you find out yourself, what is bothering you? What is your problem? What is this going to change in my life? Why am I acting like this? Like, for real. I don't care, guys. If you do, do. As long as you're happy. Yeah. You know? 
That's so true. And if your husband doesn't want to go to Sweden, I'll come with you for a big old gay time, babes. <laughs> yeah! It's the 50th. We need to be there. We need to be there. And so before we go off to go book our tickets for Sweden, can't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> it has been the best talking to you today. But we always end on one Thank last you. question. That always is, in the reign of a life, what's the one rule you'll always live by? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. No, the one, the deep, 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 you know, uh, the one rule I always lived by is um, be kind. Be kind. You never know what people are going through and just be a good human. Like, honestly, <laughs> just be a good human. Um, and that's what I try. I try. I see the good in anybody before they prove me that I shouldn't see the good. But in the first instance, I see the good. And then you need to trust your instincts because mm. they don't lie. So those two things coupled together. And sometimes it takes time to actually see people and be like, oh, wow, nasty, nasty, nasty. Stay away. But tr just come with kindness. Mm. And come with kindness for yourself as well, right? Exactly. I'm learning that. That's 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 the li that's life lesson. Kindness to yourself, oh. that's the life lesson. I feel like that is a lifelong process and hopefully we'll get there at some point. But you know, <laughs> we're out here doing the work and that is what exactly what you're doing yeah. every Saturday night, babes. And just keep doing the joyful work because you bring so much joy into so many people's lives and you bring so much joy into mine. And so thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. It's been lovely. I'm working on my English accent. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs>